And welcome back to the Back Row Eagles Show, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. I do have to apologize for getting an episode out a little bit later. Um, I actually recorded earlier last week with Porkman. Hope you guys all enjoyed that. I uh, planned on doing one yesterday. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Couldn't see my mom, unfortunately, because of the quarantine. Um, she's not going to listen to this. She doesn't know how to work a podcast player, so I'm not going to bore you with all that. I love you, Mom, blah, blah, blah. But I did spend the day with my wife and daughter and um, tried to have the best day that we possibly could. So, um, you know, had to show some appreciation to the woman that loves me unconditionally for some reason and gave me a beautiful family. But um, more importantly, let's get back to the topic at hand and let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, what I like to call America's team. Before we get into it, um, talk to the Trader America's team. They did sign quarterback Andy Dalton. I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. Um, kind of an interesting thing. Cheaper contract. Supposedly supposed to be in a backup role. You know, Dak and the Cowboys still do have that contract negotiation ongoing. So kind of interesting there. Do you think this is Jerry Jones' way of saying, listen, pal, Sign this contract. We have a guy that we believe can do the same thing that you can do for considerably less money. Andy Dalton got cut by the Bengals, who did him dirty last year, by the way, benching him on his birthday, not giving him enough time to you know seek a trade before the trade deadline. So the Bengals did him dirty. The Bengals' shortcomings were not Andy Dalton's fault. Let's put it that way. Andy Dalton is a fine quarterback. He's a serviceable NFL quarterback. He's not an MVP caliber quarterback, in my opinion. He's fine. So is this Jerry Jones' way of saying, listen, dude, sign this contract, which they're offering him like $33, $35 million, something crazy. I think he wants 40 I don't know. Sign this contract, or we're just going to let you walk, and we're going to have this guy roll. So <clears throat> we need to consider the possibility. What if, what if that's what happens? And Dak Prescott leaves the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we're talking about a massive quarterback vortex there's a lot of spots that were filled this year there's not going to be too many spots open I don't think next season I mean there's always going to be a few spots but where could Dak possibly go it's just kind of one of those interesting things if you think about it so let's look let's look for some landing spots here I'm just going to start with the NFC West um, the Arizona Cardinals they drafted Kyler Murray they're set the Rams paid Jared Goff a lot of money they're set Seahawks Russell Wilson, highly paid. They love him there. As he should, he's a great quarterback. Can't sack him when he's in Philadelphia for some reason. He's not going anywhere. San Francisco 49ers. I think they're set with Jimmy G. Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. Interesting. They did give Teddy Bridgewater a lot of money. Who knows? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, Tom Brady's on a two-year deal. Does Dak want to sit for a year behind Tom? I doubt it. The Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan's getting older but still there. New Orleans Saints, if Drew Brees packs it in, that would be scary to think of Dak in New Orleans. The Lions, Stafford's getting older, but I think he still has some time left. The Bears could be a good possibility. You want to talk about some quarterback instability. There it is right there. Uh, the Vikings, they just extended Kirk Cousins a little bit, so um, I think they're good. So it says here, you know, they were 10-6. and six. They were 2-4 and four in their division. They finished second in their division said uh the Packers have Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love they're good the Redskins we were moving on to the NFCs here so the Redskins are interesting I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins as an NFL quarterback Ohio State quarterbacks traditionally do not translate well and that dude is slow 
possibility. They didn't draft a quarterback this year like a lot of people thought they would. Okay, the Giants, I think Daniel Jones is going to be a fine NFL quarterback. I like him. Cowboys, we could scratch them off if he leaves. The Eagles, no, we are a quarterback factory after all. Going to the AFC. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they just drafted Justin Herbert. So the Raiders, why not? A lot of people say that they're not super high on Derek Carr. Could be a spot. Denver Broncos have Drew Locke, who I think is going to be just fine. Kansas City Chief Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, moving on. Jacksonville Jaguars, if the Minshew experiment doesn't work out, that could be, you know, quite an interesting spot right there for Dak. There's some weapons there. The Colts, okay, another good one. Rivers on a one-year deal. They do have Eason, but he's a six-round pick. A lot of people question some things. That could be a spot to look out for. The Titans, they just extended Ryan Tannehill. Not going to happen. Um, as of right now, I'm still thinking the Redskins, you get to get get back at the, uh, the Cowboys twice a year. But the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson can't be happy in Houston. He just can't be. Seriously. Um, so if Dak went there, think about it. T- going to another place in Texas, really sticking it in Jerry's crawl right there. So um, Cincinnati Bengals, we're in the AFC North now. They drafted Joe Burrow, so no. Cleveland Browns, um, Baker Mayfield's going to be just fine. Love Baker. The Steelers, interesting. I'd say if Big Ben retired, that could be a decent spot, right? Why Why wouldn't it be? Steelers always have a great run game, great offensive line, and outstanding defense. That is a very, very tough division, though. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, nope, they're good. So the Dolphins just drafted two. We're in the AFC East now. They drafted two. They're going to be set there. The Jets, I still believe in Sam Darnold, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he's going to be fine once Adam Gaze gets out of there. Um, let's see. The Buffalo Bills, they have Josh Allen. They believe in him. Uh, Josh Allen is a very good NFL quarterback, in my opinion. Young, athletic. Here's where I'd like to see him go, because I'd love to stop hating Dak Prescott, although you go here, you got to kind of continue hating him. The New England Patriots. Talk about team tank mode this year. They're believing in Jared Stidham. Come on. Both fourth-round picks, but who's a better quarterback, Dak or Jared Stedham? It's Dak. Just is, man. Dak's not terrible. Carson Wentz is better. Hell, I'd take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott, to be honest with you. Well, we have them both. We are the quarterback factory, after all. So it's just an interesting thing to think about. If it plays out like this, and then, I mean, you know, you have a couple years, maybe Randy Dalton is a starting quarterback for the Cowboys. Um, the team's still going to be good with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. How can they not be? Unless Mike McCarthy absolutely flops as a head coach, which he did towards the end of his time in Green Bay, but he said he's learned from that. So let's see if he's right. Okay. Um, you know, that being said, we, we got to take care of ourselves first. So, uh, what exactly did we do in free agency that is undrafted free agency? Let's take a look. Just uh, I'm not gonna go over. I'll, I'll run through some of these um, these other guys here. Just you know, like your D tackles and whatnot. So they signed uh, guard Julian Good Jones, center Luke Jariga, defensive tackle Raquan Williams, linebacker Dante Olson, uh, four cornerbacks Grayland Arnold, Michael Jaquette, Elijah Riley, and Prince Smith. I don't know who any of those guys are. I don't. I didn't look them up either, because I don't really give a shit. I wasn't going to. One guy, a couple guys I did look at some film on, I want to talk to you about. Uh, one is quarterback Cleo Tate from Arizona. He's not going to be a quarterback, even though we are a factory of such. Um, 
apparently he's going to be like a weapon type deal. Kind of like what the Raiders are planning to do, planning on doing with Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, from Kentucky. If you listen to Dynasty Rewind, we went over him. Not super sold on him as an NFL prospect. I don't, he's a guy you have to manufacture touches for. So sometimes forcing things doesn't always work out too well. Uh, but I want to talk to you guys about running back Adrian Killens, and he played at UCF. So he's 5'8, 164 pounds. Not a big guy at all. Um, Fitting into the Eagles' mold for the offseason, though, speed, speed, speed for days. Wow, is this guy fast. He's a burner. I didn't look up a 40 time. Look it up yourself. He's very elusive in the open field. His pass protection is terrible. It is awful. But there are certain times where he could light a guy up. Most of the time he get ran over. So I think you know, proper foot placement technique, he can learn. He is not going to be an inside runner in the NFL at all. Too small. He likes to get tackled behind the line of scrimmage, too, I noticed. Um, I think he, he could be a good special teamer. And as far as uh, running back in the passing game, he's not just a screen guy. He does have the ability to run some routes as well. So looking at his stats, he, is a, he came out as a senior, played in 51 games, 407 carries for 2,459 yards. He averaged 6.0 yards per carry, 25 touchdowns, 70 receptions, for 864 yards and 8 touchdowns, that averages 12.3 yards per reception. So, you can see he's productive. You can see he's versatile, too. He's Definitely, I'll give him that. He's got a shot here. Um, you know, speaking of the running back situation, it came out today that the Eagles are interested in possibly acquiring Carlos Hyde, who is a free agent. And I'd like to give out uh, a shout-out to my friend um, Mike Caffrey. Uh, he is a, he's from the area here. He went to Becca. He's a little bit younger than me because everybody's younger than me. I'm getting old. You, he asked me what my thoughts are about them possibly signing Carlos Hyde. I said, it's basically going to be like when they signed Dorsey Levins to compliment Brian Westbrook. If you play fantasy, I'm not worried about it. Real life. He's going to sign some goal. He's going to snag some goal line carries. But the fact of the matter is that they signed Carlos Hyde. He is a good veteran NFL running back. He's going to do two things. He's going to be, one, ready to help if somebody goes down or needs a rest. And two, he is going to help these young guys prepare to play every week. That's why signings like that are important. That's why signings like that are sometimes more important than your big splash guys in free agency and your big first round, you know, go out and get these big name guys in the NFL draft. So... I'm fine if Carlos Hyde came here. Is he going to take some time off the field from Miles Sanders? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. Uh, one other thing on Adrian Killens before we move on. He did also return 47 kicks. No punts returned for 1,025 yards. He averaged 21.8 and one touchdown. So, he again, speed, versatility. That's what the Eagles are going for. Same with the next guy. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Manasa Bailey. He's six foot one. 195 pounds. He played at Morgan State. Never heard of Morgan State. Don't care to. Um, hey, another guy. Speed. Deep threat with good hands. Sound familiar? The guy's fast. I don't know if he could translate to the NFL. Just like Antonio Gandy-Golden, who was drafted in the fourth round by the Redskins. You know, he. a lot of people were high on him in the fantasy community. We looked at him on the Dynasty Rewind as well. Manasseh Bailey, I don't think is as complete of a receiver as Antonio Gandy Golden is. Now, Gandy Golden got drafted, but Bailey didn't. That being said, if he turns out to be 
anything if he catches one game-winning touchdown, if he helps people prepare on the practice squad. It was worth it as an undrafted rookie free agent. Only found two years of stats for him, 22 games, 73 catches for 1,369 yards. He averaged 18.8 yards per reception, 14 touchdowns. I liked his tape, though. What little tape I could find, I was pretty impressed, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Next up is Noah Tujii. I think I said it right. Six foot four, two hundred forty six pounds out of Oregon State. Now this guy right here, he's a move tight end. He's not your traditional inline tight end. Sound familiar? Sounds like what we have on the roster now. Although I, I do think Ertz is developing into a better blocker. Goddard's fine in that. I don't see this guy doing that. That being said, undrafted free agent. Why? I'll tell you why. He played in thirty four games in five years. I didn't look too much into it. I don't know if there was an injury history. He did redshirt. I don't know. 102 catches, 1,048 yards, 10.3 yards per reception, 10 touchdowns. So he's good in the middle of the field. He's a possession tight end. He's pretty athletic, though. I saw him make some good hands. He seems like a safe guy. He's like a good safety underneath blanket. He's athletic. And this, to me, signings like this, tell me, I think they are preparing for a future without Zach Ertz. You always have to have that possibility. Now, obviously, Dallas Goddard is the guy. We know that if Ertz goes down, if Ertz gets traded, Goddard's the next man up. But this guy right here from Oregon State, you want to talk about great insurance? I mean, he's practically free at this point in the game. Practically free. Undrafted rookie free agent. So, to me, this is the Eagles starting to transition. And, you know... It sucks. You think about it, depending on how long you've been an Eagles fan. I've been an Eagles fan for, I don't know, I'm 35, so 30 years since I really knew what football was. Not that there was any option in my house. You're an Eagles fan or you don't live here. That's how it was. (laughs) I will say this, that's how I plan on raising my daughter. That's one thing that I don't compromise on. You live under my house, under my roof, you're an Eagles fan. It's, It's that easy. Um, You could say I can't do that, but at the end of the day, I write out the check for the mortgage. I make the rules. That's just how it is. So that being said, in my 30 years of being an Eagles fan, there's been a lot of guys that have come and gone. Oh, 30 years. Fuck. Um, There's been a lot of guys that have come and gone that I've loved. Coaches that I've liked. Coaches I've hated. Players I've loved and hated. Blah, 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 blah. My first love as an Eagles fan was Randall Cunningham. How How could Randall Cunningham not be your first love as an Eagles fan, right? I mean... He was the ultimate weapon. Could you imagine Randall Cunningham in the NFL today with good offensive coordinators that know how to utilize somebody with his skill set, not Buddy Ryan, go out there and make a couple big plays and the defense will win the game for us? Just just think about that. It's, it's crazy to think how fantastic Randall Cunningham could be now. Now, that being said, Randall Cunningham, Self-admittedly, he even said his work ethic wasn't the best. So that's something that have, would have to be fixed. But, you know, I loved um, I loved Randall. I loved Ricky Waters, or as my dad called him, Ricky Two-Yard Waters, because that's all he could do. You know, best known for, for who, for what. Um, I loved Rodney Pete. I loved the Detmers. Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Dawkins. Um, you know, even, I love obscure guys, too. I was a huge John Ritchie fan. Um, it, it, I love I love all these guys. I love most of the guys from the Andy Reid era. 
love T.O. We, we in Philadelphia would have loved if T.O. let us love him back. But looking back on that whole thing, T.O. was the honesty that this team needed, if you think about it. When he said, I wasn't the one that threw up in the Super Bowl, the fact of the matter is everybody was too busy kissing McNabb's ass to see what a real trash quarterback he was. Now, I want to take a minute and say, I never really cared for McNabb, and I've been accused of being a racist because I didn't like McNabb. Dude, I don't care if McNabb was black because I loved Michael Vick as the Eagles quarterback. I loved Rodney Pete. I loved Randall Cunningham. I loved Jeff Blake, too. I never liked the fact that McNabb under and overthrew receivers routinely and thought it was funny. You'd think it was funny, too, if you were worth millions of dollars. That being said, this is, this is why I didn't like Andy Reid. Instead of adapting his system to his player's skill set, he tried to force his system on players. That's another reason why I didn't cheer for Andy Reid and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Why should I give a fuck if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl for Kansas City? Because he's adapting now with these players. He couldn't do it in Philadelphia. He coached himself right out of a freaking job. So those are some of the problems I have. It's one of the problems I have with McNabb. He just never seemed like he really embraced the city. I get it. You got booed at the draft. We weren't booing, booing you so much as the fact that we were booing not getting Ricky Williams, which also turned out fine. Ricky Williams preferred to smoke marijuana over playing football, and that's fine for him. Whatever. You also have to wonder if things would have went differently. I'm really going way off topic. And just for the record, my notes were only on <laughs> they were only on undrafted free agency and the schedule. So, um, and I was talking about Andy Dalton. So everything else, I'm just really going off memory. So if anything's off kilter, feel free to hit me up at Back Row Birds. Um, you can hit me up on my personal Twitter at the Embower 85. But, you know, the Browns were a quote-unquote expansion team in 1999. The Eagles should have had the first overall pick. Thank you very much, Ray Rhodes. Probably still would have been Tim Couch. You have to wonder if things would have gone differently. Had Andy Reid, a West Coast guy, as far as his scheme, would have gotten his hands on a guy like Tim Couch. Would Andy Reid's career trajectory have been different? Would Tim Couch's career trajectory have been different? Clearly it would have for both of them. Would we have won Super Bowl 39? Would we have been in Super Bowl 39? Would we have won multiple Super Bowls? Would we have zero? So it's just interesting when you go back and look at it. Would he have been booed? I don't know. It's, it's just crazy to think about it. But my roundabout point here is at some point we have to start considering transitions away from players we love. Zach Ertz is going to be soon. Jason Peters is gone, although he did say he's thinking about he wants to play again. The Eagles are interested. Please, please don't. He's, he's not the same Jason Peters. There's a video of him working out. You know, if you put the right clips of you working out to music, of course you look good. But... All you have to do is put on the the false start tape from last year. The He's not the same Jason Peters. He's just not. Okay? 38-year-old Jason Peters is not better than right now Andre Dillard. I'm sorry. He just isn't. Mentally, maybe. Physically, no. You're a Hall of Fame tackle. You were a great addition when we got you, but it's time to move on. Last guy I want to talk about. Had a hard-on for him. You know that if you listen. Michael Warren out of Cincinnati. To me, Michael Warren's a guy that if they sign Carlos Hyde, could send Carlos Hyde packing. 
We talked about him before. We'll go over it again. 5'11", 222 pounds. Sorry. Like you said, out of Cincinnati. Uh, three years. 559 carries for 2,918 yards. Average 5.2 yards carry. 34 touchdowns. 51 catches. 442 yards. He averages 8.7 yards per reception. And three touchdowns through the air. So, Michael Warren's a bruiser, man. He's got great vision behind the line. He's going to wear you down, but he's elusive for how bruising he is. He does not give up after first contact, and the legs are always moving. I love his balance. Love it, love it, love it. think he'd be a good above-average receiving back in the NFL. Now, he's not going to be a three-down back for the Eagles unless somebody would go down. We hope that doesn't happen. Okay? But I think Michael Warren is good enough that he could push Royce. Why do we keep saying Royce Freeman? Carlos Hyde for a job. Michael Warren's going to be a lot cheaper. Hell of a lot cheaper. He's stronger. He's going to be faster. He's younger. It's just how it is. Carlos Hyde's going to catch on somewhere. Frank Gore signed with the Jets, by the way. That dude doesn't quit. He's older than me, by the way. And he's, he's still going at 37. Him and Adrian Peterson, man. Could you imagine talking to those two guys? I would love to sit down with Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, man, and just pick their brains about football. They've probably forgotten more than a lot of us know. It would just be fascinating. But, um, hey, let's talk about the schedule real quick. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Mm. Win. You know what you gotta do. Do it. How you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? They gon' get it to us. We got to take it. They want to black out. We gon' get one black out. Stay together and keep fighting. We have enough of them. Do we do it? I'm sure by now all of you had a chance to look at the schedule. It's kind of a weird one. I actually have us taking our lumps early in the season. I have us finishing 11-5. and five. So let's go over it. We start the week. I'm sorry, start the week. Listen to me. It is late. I still got stuff to do. We start the year at Washington. The last time that happened, our year ended up pretty well. Ended with a parade. Uh, That's a 1 o'clock game, all times Eastern. If you don't live in the Eastern time zone, get on it. I have that marked down as a win. I don't think the Redskins got much for us. Maybe they'll go up again early. That's what they like to do. Uh, Week 2, we go home. Sorry. We play the Los Angeles Rams. I have that as a loss. Could be a win. I don't know. Uh, Rams have been pretty tough for us as of lately. Uh, next week we have the Bengals at home. But got that down as a win. One o'clock game. All three games start the season on one o'clockers. Um, so the Bengals at home win. Joe Burrow got this nasty defensive line. So I got that as a win. Uh, next week, October 4th, we travel to the 49ers. That is a late game. I believe that is a Sunday night game. 
Um, fucking hate him. Got that as a loss. Yeah. Traveling across country. Late game. Got it as a loss. Um, next week after that, October 11th, week five. In Pittsburgh, we have the Steelers. I have that down as a win. Uh, and the week after that, Baltimore Ravens at home, October 18th. I got that down as a loss. Uh, Ravens are going to be tough. This could be their year. Next week, uh, another late game, 820. Ugh, games. But it doesn't say if they're um, Sunday nights or whatever. So I don't know. Uh, Giants, I got that down as a win. Uh, then November 1st, week 8. Another, another, we got two primetime games in a row. Killing me here. I believe this one is a Monday night game. The Cowboys, I have us going into the bye week, which is week nine with a loss. Uh, we do not match up well against the Cowboys on primetime for whatever reason. It seems like, to me, the away team in this series has been taking it lately. I don't know. So, uh, week nine, I have as a win. It's a bye week. Uh-huh. Then uh, I have us coming out, you know, at quite a bit of a tear here. Um, November 15th, which is week 10 at the New York Giants, I have as a win. November 22nd, week 11 at the Browns, I have down as a win. Week 12, November 30th, I believe this is a Monday night game. Again, the Seahawks, I have as a loss. We do not match up well against the Seahawks. And Seahawks. Uh, December 6th, week 13, the Packers, 425, I have down as a win. December 13th, week 14 against the Saints. I have us down as a win. I think it's time we finally take one from them. December 20th, 405 at the Cardinals. Win. Will not be in Mexico City. Uh, December 27th, Cowboys in Dallas. I have as a win. And the Redskins, we close out on January 3rd. I have as a win. So I have us at 11 and 5. I think we win the division. I hope we win a playoff game. Hopefully Carson can stay healthy. Curious to see what they do with Jalen Hurts. Um, interested. Who else is interested? You know, I'd love to hear back from people. Um, feel free to hit me up on all platforms, mostly Twitter. That's where I talk most of my football. Again, you find me on Twitter at TheMBower85. You can find me this podcast at BackRow underscore Birds. Uh, I want to take a minute. We got this BackRow network going. Um, there's 13 teams. Check us all out. If you have a friend that wants to do a podcast about one of the remaining teams, feel free to hit me up. Hit up Barker, bark at backrowfantasyshow.com is his email. Just let him know. We'd love to have you. We want to get all 32 teams. We got 13, so we need 19 left. That was quick math. Hopefully it's right. I'll be back next week talking about something. I'm not sure what yet, but I will figure that out. So, hey, until then, everybody, remember, no one likes us, and we don't care. Thanks for listening.